When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This 710 podcast is brought to you by Francis Coppola's Diamond Collection Wines. Coppola's Diamond Collection offers the perfect wines to celebrate both big and small occasions this summer. Claret Cabernet Sauvignon is the perfect pairing with juicy burgers. And Diamond Sparkling Prosecco goes great with friends at your next garden party. Enjoy your summer with Diamond Collection Wines. Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Sonoma, California. Please drink responsibly. Was there at any point in your Taylor Swift show where you're thinking, all right, we can wrap this up. How'd this make the set list? Yes, this this was her final song in the set list. uh, And uh, it ends with, uh, it's called Karma. And so it's like, you're talking stuff for the hell of it, and you, you're addicted to a trail, but you're relevant. You know, it's great. It's just all telling off her haters, which, again, is the culty stuff that comes around. And, <laughs> right. So, she talks you know. about haters so a this lot. So is, this is what yes. I was going to get to. She is does that have haters. I mean, clearly that- from my own mentions, talking about Taylor Swift <laughs> all the time, she has a lot of haters. The thing about Taylor that's <laughs> impressive is that, like, it's not just the – she has maximized the concept of parasocial relationships – better than any single artist I have ever seen in my life. Most people feel that a large part of them lives in Taylor and a large part of who they are knows Taylor because they can relate. And I don't have a problem with that, but like, it's like the songs are good and the the musicality is quality. But what people connect to is this sort of like thread of whatever the narrative is that she's rock, well, yes. talking about in her life. that That's the main draw mm-hmm. to Taylor. And that's why there's only really certain songs that like I do not relate to these 30-odd-year-old white women. You know what I'm saying? But I why get not? why. <laughs> <laughs> but You could ask my parents that, too. They relate Some a the lot to met. those 30-year-old yeah. white women, and they really feel oh, a lot no, of this stuff. It's yeah. not a knock. What yeah. I'm saying is it's actually her best skill. And so like when you hear some of these songs, you're like, ooh, there's a thread of hater and this, that, that. You're like, yes! And this has raised a whole generation of people who are far more empowered than they probably would be if Taylor Swift didn't exist. So watch out. You know what I'm saying? Young men out there, don't screw around. You will find some Swifty is going to ruin your life because you probably deserve it. That's what funny. And it's funny because I think Christopher Holmes and I were talking about this on Twitter, and I was talking about how Swifties are a lot more like deadheads and parrot heads, where you have kind of like a uniform, you have yeah. chants, you have a community, community that is yeah. created by the fans around the artist, and. They were like, he's like, oh, well, they have kind of like a way of life, you know, like yes. the parrot heads and the deadheads have like a way of life that is mirrored by that music. And he's like, oh, so like what's Taylor Swift's way of life and the Swifties way of life? And I was like, revenge against your enemies. And uh, that's mainly the main thing. Revenge against your enemies. I mean, that's, enemies. look, I like a good revenge stories, but that's a lot every it's day. The, it's the ethos. <laughs> it's a yes. lot. Yes. So, you know, I'm glad you had a good time. Thanks. I'm glad you had a great time, yeah. too. That's 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 quality quality. I love it when something not only lives up to it but exceeds it. Because it doesn't happen very often. Living so when you apply for jobs in radio, young kids out there, sometimes it'll say on there living the radio lifestyle as like something you need to be able to do. You're hitting three events, four events in a weekend and making it back here to fold it all into the program. I mean, that's just tremendous work, Em. I'm sorry. That's how it's done. Did you watch winning time? I did watch winning time. What'd you think? 
Here's what my first thought was. Episode two, season one, might have been better than the entirety of season one for two reasons. Number one, the storytelling has clearly been refined in terms of how they're making that show, in terms of what they're doing. And two, it's the better part of of the actual story that we're in now in terms of reality. Talking about that phase of the Lakers in terms of what was actually going on. And I realize that it is not directly related to the spans of time, or rather, it is not biographical, but... As the Lakers developed in Showtime, this portion of the story is more interesting than the first season. I, I agree with that. I do not agree with the first thing you said. I thought that's the first episode I've seen in the whole series. I'm like, I don't like that. Really? Yeah. I enjoyed it a lot more I, because you got recap, you got jump to, and you got, I felt like it got away from the goofiness Oh, of see, the that's exactly season. what I didn't, I thought okay. it was way too goofy. Okay. I the And I don't want to give away spoilers, but- there was a lot of breaking of the fourth wall. <laughs> there's there's invisible people. There's inanimate. But things. But they did like, a fair amount of that in season one. A fair amount, yes. But this felt, and maybe it's just because I hadn't seen it in a few months since it went I away. Think, yeah. But it just felt to me, it's like, was this always this campy? It well, okay, that's really interesting because I found it to be far more tame because the first season was so over the top camp yeah. that you could barely focus on the characters. There, there was a lot of smirking at the camera. There was a. And, and don't I think get me wrong. you need to review season don't, one. Don't don't get me wrong. I I loved season one. I'm going to watch the next episode come next Sunday. I'm in on this show. I, I want to like it, and I do like it. But that one, is, I thought it was a little too long, too. Well, it was a premiere. It, it was just, it was one of these, okay, we're going to have to do better Trap, respectfully, I think you kind of forgot what happened in season one from a storytelling know. standpoint. They did a ton know. of, like, there were a whole entire episodes that were Jerry Buss talking to the camera. I know that. Not talking to his actual character. He was talking to the camera. Magic's talking to the camera. Cookie's talking to the camera. Like, it was just, it was a lot of that. There was a lot of okay. things going on but let's, that weren't, because to, to, let me back up a little bit. The story itself, and this is where Sliwa and I kind of go, we're, we're on different pages. Right. I know the story. I know what's going to happen. Exactly. I, I don't need to be told. This. I want to be entertained in the story. I love the guy they have playing Larry Bird. I can't wait to see more of that dude. Shocker. I no, think that he's going to be great because Larry Bird is in the number one on my list of most hated athletes of all time. And it's because he was awesome. Yeah. And because he played for the Celtics and because, and because he was – Magic Johnson's nemesis. Foil. Everything about it was just terrific. I'm excited for that portion of this. The rest of it is like, okay, come on. Here's man. what I'm going to say. What I meant by refined storytelling is that the campiness did not change. It was just a little better, in my opinion. Now, if you'd forgotten about it, I can see why it was strange. But like, bro, this th- this was. Far better done as far like it felt as if it was there when it needed to be and it wasn't the main feature as I remembered it in season one. I felt Emily, do you yeah, I don't know how much you watched of winning time, but like season one, I was like, can we get to some actual storyline here? Because everything is some sidebar about what this guy's doing or what that guy's doing or what this person wants to do in their brain. And it felt as if it was scattered. This at least was like Oh yeah, they're using it as a function to talk about something else. I I thought it was way better. Well, the one part that I did like that I thought was pretty good was because the beginning of last season, Jerry West's character was just over the top. Oh my god! Tree, right, sobbing in his underwear on the ground in his guest yes. house. Like it's like, come on, man. And then as this as we got deeper into season one, the West character became less outrageous. Sure, just a little bit more like a regular. He was fairly outrageous in this opening it good, episode. Yeah. It was like turned back up to that full volume again. I yeah. did like that because yeah. I what like Crazy Jerry. I like about both seasons is that they're kind of like 
they take what you're wanting from the story and they kind of give a little bit of a taste and then they're like, let's go back 10 years. So season one opens with magic and a doctor's appointment. No, they went back and, more than 10 years with that, yeah. Yeah, No, I know, but I'm just giving you kind I of gotcha. like- I yeah. Yeah, and then the season two starts off with- Celtics. Uh, the Celtics, and then you go back, and okay, here's what we're going to build to. Here's what's always going to be in the back of your head this entire season. So I enjoy that, but I, I, I kind of in the middle of both of you, I think some of the um, stuff, the campy things work, but I think some of it doesn't. And I think that it, it's, a, it's a premiere. We're going to see how it goes. I think that it did a good job of like setting the stage, why this season is different than last season, what they're a team that's coming off of a championship, and what that means. One of the guys that I liked in season one and I thought was great in the opening episode yesterday was Kareem's character. Yeah. That that guy's Mm -hmm. really good. Like, it just feels like everybody got better at doing the job of making this show. And whether or not the episode specifically sort of fit your fancies the same way for you and me is one thing. But, like, this just felt like a better television program all around to me, for me. I was just not ready for the length of it, mostly because I was just exhausted. Yeah, so, you're, you're, yeah, you're, you're, you're proud of midnight oil. I, you're yeah, good. Yeah, I, I will watch the rest of it that's today. A, that's an excused quarters. absence <laughs> on that one, for sure. Kickball. For sure. Disneyland, Taylor Swift, Rams, Rams camp. camp. Winning time. And driving back and I drove a lot this weekend because I drove to and from Anaheim. I know you do this every day. Yeah, I, I, you're, you're, losing, you're losing me fast. But it's, it's, more, <laughs> it's more driving for me. I was, I, was, I was doing a lot of chauffeuring and tour guiding of my sisters as well. I get that. I got it. So my, my kids every once in a while are like, well, I had to drive. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Huh? What, what? You, you how do, do, how do you what? think you live in this house? Yeah, I, just uh, I do not ever yeah. want to hear about the amount of time you had to spend in your car. That's ever. funny, right? That's like, funny. cause, cause you guys been. You ever heard me complain about it? No, no, nope. no, no. Nope. So because, guy, right? And so it's yeah. just one of those. I'm not going to do back it. to life. Yep. That's My parents are the same way. They have a similar commute to. They have the s- a similar amount of time and mileage. And I've never heard them complain about. Well, it. you know, boomers don't really complain about driving Ooh. all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that was a cheap shot. That was a cheap shot. I was building on Emily's Gen- old jokes. Gen X, baby. Yeah. Everything, everything Gen was going X. so well until I decided to crack right? that joke. Yeah, you know, yeah. an old guy like fifty. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, the, you said it earlier today when you yes. said there was somebody at the concerts like, right. oh, this older guy came up and it's like in his fifties. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Well, I said an old guy, like a guy who's a dad, and hey. I was like, oh, I got to, again, I got to really readjust him. It's like, he's older than me. Well, I mean, yes. most of the population is older than Not me. at the Taylor Swift concert. There's a lot of people. <laughs> Probably not Good point. at the Taylor Swift concert. Hey, where's my bracelet, by the way? I'll bring some tomorrow. Yeah. I actually have a bunch. Uh, oh, So, so okay. one, one thing about the Taylor Swift concert, you, you oh, make you- and trade friendship bracelets based off of, like, they have lyrics from her songs or titles of the songs, and I have some that you guys might like. For okay, me, Wednesday. We'll see. Not tomorrow. Do I get one? Wednesday. Wednesday. Oh, Wednesday. Do I get sleeves? Maybe. You should come. Yeah, get it. Get it on Wednesday. I'll be here Wednesday. We're out at the uh, Rams camp tomorrow. Me tomorrow, and Marco. So I'll be on down on Cap on Tuesday. Can you believe it's football season already? I they, can't the Rams have a season. preseason game on Saturday night, six o'clock. You know, what I could not believe was that. So the Hall of Fame game snuck up on your boy. Always. Does. I thought we were. So, see, uh, normally I'm pretty good at being like, oh, I feel like we're in Canton territory. I can smell football around the corner because I'm not the biggest football guy. And when it starts ramping up, I'm like, oh god, here they come. This blindsided me. I was like, I'm sorry. The Hall of Fame game is tomorrow? That's me. That's what I was told. Every season since I've been five years old, I really? can remember watching TV. It's like, okay, cool. Wait, there's football on today? Yeah. And all of a sudden, it's just kind of there and little Jets and Browns action. Not the greatest thing in the world. Apparently. Uh, what's his name? DTR from the um, Really? The, the Bruins? Look pretty good. Yeah? Look pretty good. Uh, zero chance I watch the Hall of Fame. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just, Zero. I, so I didn't watch it. UCLA? 
<laughs> not for finally. Eight years? He's going to know. He finished his nine his and a half years. His administration is over. Yeah. <laughs> he had yeah. two terms. That's what I'm saying. And he took over for a dead guy <laughs> the year at the beginning. That's so he got I'm like saying. two and a half. His administration is no longer. He got two and a half. Here's why Walker Bueller may pitch for the Dodgers this year. Yates, going back to what we were talking about mm-hmm. a second ago. They might not have any other choice. And, 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 and as good as the Dodgers have been over the last 10 years, as often as they've gotten into the tournament, really, and, and I know I'm a broken record on this, but the only way you can win the World Series is to be in the tournament. They're in the tournament over and over and over again. The National League is not great this year. Atlanta's the only team you look at and say, that's a really good team. They're, yeah. the, they're the only one. And if you get in it and you got a, a, a flaw, and they do in their rotation, that flaw not only fixes the rotation, but it also takes a little bit of pressure off the bullpen because you can slide one guy into that in a, a bullpen role. And if you get a chance to go win the World Series, you got to go for it. Short version of what you're saying is burn Walker Bueller. I'm not saying burn Walker Bueller. I'm saying if the if he says and the team says he's healthy, why not pitch him? That's a burn card to me. I get what you're saying, but like again, Dustin May is the example here. Came back from it, oop, all of a sudden blows out again. Don't love it. Just don't love it. I can I can go on and on about it. You can say what you want, not you, but one can say what they want about the desperation element, but I am not the kind of person that would do that to a guy. I just I just I hate the fact that the Dodgers are in that position and this is the other thing as well. But it's that that's why they have to at least consider. And I wouldn't be surprised if he never took the field either. This could be one of these things sure. that as they ramp him up, he has a one one tenth of one percent setback is like at, okay, shut it down, we're done. But but if he just keeps progressing and they get to the end of the line and he starts pitching a little bit in September and an inning or two here or there, his pitch count is low. He says he feels good. The doctors and trainers are saying everything looks to be on track. I'm not saying you go out there and let him throw 110 pitches. No. Yeah. But I'm saying, look, if we can get two innings three innings out of this guy we're playing six inning games or everyone else is playing nine something to consider there's part of me here that is feels about this because of the way i feel more largely about players of his generation and the way that they've trained their arms and their bodies that i don't want him to become just another example that's probably a bigger part of this conversation than anything with the dodgers but nonetheless i hate that they have to put this kid in this kind of a risky position and that he's still empowered enough to risk it himself when a long career after two TJs, if something else happens, you're done. Probably. It would be Morales a final at that point, in my opinion, in terms of his career. Certainly a final in L.A. Yeah. And, and look, I'm not putting casting dispersion It is a anywhere. final. I'm just <laughs> saying that this could be one of these things of they've made decisions and mm. let's go from there. I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just saying the fact that they're – publicly open to the idea makes you walk down a lot of roads as opposed to what you're saying is, listen, this is his second TJ. Right. We're going to cross every T and dot every I twice before we let him anywhere near a competitive situation that they're not saying that publicly leads me to believe that there's a chance. Yeah. I mean, he's throwing, throwing pitches to people that, you know, are golfers, but that's (laughs) which golfer did he pitch to John Rom? Oh, did he strike him out? I was at Titleist. That's where he threw. Like, right, well, look, as long as he so got weird. John Rom out, we're headed in the right direction. I think direction. John Rom was the catcher. That was the point. <laughs> that sounds like a bad idea for really Walker Bueller and a worse idea yeah. for John Rom. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, Pac-12 is dead. How did we get here? That's next. It's Travis Slee. Yates is in for Slee on 710 ESPN.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. The early part of the uh, vacation week last week for me got off to a little bit of a rocky start with my illness. I was not able to get my full restaurant, and uh, we wanted to do a Laguna Beach bar crawl when okay. they never got to that because right. I, just, I was banged up for too many days. Didn't that happen. Sucks. You didn't get your full like rotation in in between. No. Your, like you, you're going on three days rest. I, I wanted to make sure that we had you know because you can take the trolley up and down Laguna. You can hit all these different spots. You can stay Isn't the this ocean. the second time that that trip has not gone yes. to plan this yes. summer? Second time. Once we just went, it was too crowded. We're like, forget this. Right. We're that's gonna, that's what I thought. We eject. That was just more of a laziness issue. This was a unfit for business well, situation. You Maybe. know, I had I was going to make a trip to San Francisco. I had a whole 12-hour train ride planned. I was going to go back from Alabama, get on the train, go to this weekend, fly back down here for the show this week. Got caught in weather in Houston. Just couldn't make the train happen next morning in Los Angeles. Big bummer. You just gonna bummer. take the train for fun? Yeah, I was gonna take the train for fun. I had one of those sleeper cars with the observation deck and everything. I was gonna do the whole deal, travel the country. Well, you want to go, go like west, way young back man. machine, and get, like travel like ball players? In I the just 30s. figured. I just figured that that was that was something I was gonna be able to do, and uh, it sounds all right. It was gonna work, but it didn't work. So what are you gonna do? Things, well, at least things, got, things get messed up. At least you up. got to spend time in Houston. Things go alright. Well, at least the, the, to be My fair, former hometown, the hotel. Bar stayed open until 12.30 at night. That's good for a hotel not, bar. It's great for a hotel bar. More importantly, the kitchen was open oh. until midnight. What'd you get? Got a steak. Really? Yeah. At midnight? Blown, I was pissed. So I got a full-blown, the best steak they had. It's aggressive. And yes. I mean, you know, it was going to put me to sleep. I was already it's upset. Yates. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, <laughs> Em. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but you look. Okay, so I was going to bring this up. I'm, you came in here, what'd you get here, 9.15, something like that this yeah. morning? And you open up your lunch bag, and you break out your little salad from the market. Listen, I don't like you talking so pejoratively about it, okay? What do you mean? Angel yeah, hair, arugula, salad. salad. Your, your angel hair, arugula, little salad it's over delicious. there. Delicious. I'm not, <laughs> hold on, let me finish. Sorry. I'm not <laughs> arguing that it's not delicious. I'm arguing that it's been sitting here for three full hours, and you've taken two bites it from keep, it. First off, it's taken five or six bites, and it keeps. You've. I, that's not my... My point is you and I approach food very differently. There's yeah. a reason you look the way you look and I look the way I look because that's a two-bite salad. That, and, and that is shovel it in as fast as you can to keep it going. That that thing's still existing, and now you're telling me you tackled a steak at midnight? To be fair, this, this we're doing a up. radio show, so I can't be eating that often. That, I could eat four secondly, of those salads in one of the breaks. Secondly, <laughs> I'm chewing my food. This is so embarrassing. 
But you now you're telling me you took down a steak and I had been on the road all day and I was angry about the fact that I wasn't getting home. It was a hate steak. So I was mega mad. Yes, AI is gonna take this video of you chewing. Yeah, exactly. And the AI is Jorge. Yeah, exactly. I was so upset. I was so upset that I was just like, no, I'm eating all of this right now. Mashed potatoes too. What kind of steak? Strip, ribeye, filet. It was a strip. Okay. It was a strip. And they got the rare right. So I appreciate mm. that. That's half the reason why I eat things. when I, like If I'm sitting down to eat something, if you get it wrong, I'm like, all right, well, whatever. I'll eat part of it and eat the rest later. They got it right. Always eat all of it. It's like, I can't not. Thanks. Even if, Thanks, Dad. Even, even, even <laughs> if it's, it's just it's sitting there. Somebody's got to eat that. It, it's just, it, it bothers me. It, it bothers me that you haven't finished that salad. You right. should eat it during this next break. So I'm going to go get a fork out of the kitchen and start going. You eat it for salad. me. Right. Just we'll, we'll sit, we'll share a mic, and we'll eat the salad together. It is a Hollywood Park Casino Fantasy Monday on 710. Keep listening for the cue to call, and when you hear it, be caller number 7 at 877-710-ESPN, and you'll win a draft party for you and seven of your friends on Friday, August the 18th. That's at Hollywood Park Casino with the 710 crew. Keep listening all day today. Thanks to Hollywood Park Casino. Eat, drink, draft. Pac-12 is down to four teams, and and that means it's dead. <sighs> it's Cal, Stanford, Oregon State, Washington State. Everyone else is leaving. Yes. SC, UCLA, Oregon, and Washington are headed to the Big Ten. Everyone else is headed to the Big 12. You got the four last men standing. And, look, Big 12 and Big Ten football will be fine. It's sure. going to be fine. The basketball will be mostly fine. Okay. Everything else is going to be a disaster. Completely. It's going to, it's going to be. Completely. Now, the argument could be, well, because you're going to go take that Big Ten money, you can have a golf team. You can have a softball team. You can have a swim team. And I get it that the money makes these other sports go to a certain point. But if you're on the baseball team and you decide to go to UCLA, and I know you're going to still play SC and you're going to still have, but you're going to have road trips to Penn State to Maryland, to Rutgers. You're going to be in these places that your parents and friends aren't going to get a chance Never. to see with these places. Never. It is a football, it's going to work fine. For everything else, basketball is kind of a hybrid, but for every one of those so-called Olympic sports, it's going to be a disaster. And this like genuinely angers me because this is such an obvious thing to see. Like th- th- this is it's it's beyond me that it's like, "Oh no, 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 well, that'll be fine." I'm sorry. What? Like, have you ever known anybody that's played on one of those teams? Have you ever covered one of those teams? Have you ever been a parent or a family member on one of those teams? It's hard enough to get to see people playing non-revenue sports even when they are in your backyard. All right. Also, in addition, this is the same conversation we've been having right now. The ACC is set to have exploratory discussions about adding Cal and Stanford to the conference. Sure. Per Pete Thamel, two calls are set to take place over the next 24 hours. Why not? Whatever. Yeah. At, yeah, this, at, point, at this point, who gives right. a damn? Whatever. Coastals. Thank you. Thank you for the. <laughs> thank you for that update. But my point is, is that like, yo. At some point, there is a continuity to the experience. Selling out to the television dollar is such a bizarre way to cannibalize yourself, writ large. And number two, guess what? It might not work. Why not? The demand for all of these places. You think anybody cares about Arizona State and Michigan State in November 
at 10 p. No. Like, I don't think that what people believe the demand for the product You're is. You're talking about from a consumer? Yes, is going to keep up with the amount that they think that they're going to command over the years. Well, this is a money grab in the short term that over the long term does not increase the quality of anything. Anything at all. It doesn't increase the quality of much. I, I don't know if it's anything. And, and look, there are always going to be bad games. Right. They're, they're, exactly. Now they're, there's just more. There, there's well, there's going to be the same amount of bad games because you're you're not going to play a 20 game schedule. You're still going to play your 12 or 13 games. And whether you're playing Cal or whether you're playing Purdue, there's not much of a difference. They're both bad, right? So, I guess. But I feel like when you're in, like the but what what we had gotten not gotten used to because I don't want to sound like it's an old man on a on a, on yelling at a cloud thing, but like. I, I, the replaceability of bad games with bad games is something that, at the very least, I knew what I was getting. I, this, to me, it just doesn't I, I appeal. It's, you know? it's, it's a brand Pac-12 with like, Arizona playing Stanford on a Saturday night. Watchable game. You, you know what you're going to get. Yes. And Arizona, or they're going to be in the Big 12. But let's say it's... Washington against Indiana, probably not the same Because thing. the alums and the fans aren't interested in that for themselves either the same I way. I don't disagree with you. I... I the other side of this is, and I am excited to see this, if I'm going to get SC and Michigan and UCLA and Penn State and, and, and these schools in Oregon and Ohio State regularly, those are really good games. They're really good, but they're not excellent and they're not backbreaking to the university structure foundationally good. Not to me. I don't know about that. And I'm that. saying that because I, as a monster sports fan who is a reasonable college football fan who has no skin in the game – if it turns me off and I'm somebody that doesn't even have to invest anything in it, what about the people who are actively mad that what they were otherwise going to do has been changed? I can very much see a situation where it's like, guess what? I'm out. You know what I'm saying? If, I don't think If I'm a gonna, fan of Cal, if these people well, – I mean, like, what Cal do you, doesn't have fans to begin with. Okay, but I whatever. Cal, but my point is is that, like, I Ohio feel – Ohio State like, fans aren't going anywhere. You, you bring in Oregon or Washington or SC or UCLA, they're Ohio not going Ohio State anywhere. fans are not the people that you have to worry about in the marginals of the margins of these fan bases in terms of who's watching. That's not the team you have to worry about. It's your Maryland's, your Illinois's, you know what I'm saying, your Oregon State's. and your, Illinois will be thrilled to have SC come into but the house. But if Illinois can't make it up to their for their own cost in order to get it – look at – Rutgers. Google Rutgers right now. They are operating at a $135 million debt because they've been trying to keep up with the Big Ten and the money hasn't offset it. Yeah, they can't. They so, can't. There's more schools the, like Rutgers the, around the country than people the think. The football thing, I, I agree with you. There, there's always going to be a bottom feeder in all of these conferences. There always will be unless they just start, for lack of a bit, relegating teams. Or cutting more. other sports. Or cutting other sports. That's true, too. The football, I think, is going to work fine. Because you're gonna, we're going to get good games more often. It's always going to be bad games. There's bad games in the SEC. There's bad games in the ACC. There were bad games in the Pac-12. They'll continue to be bad games around. Right. You're going to get a lot more good games too. And at beginning, when it's like, wait, Washington is playing in, you know, Ann Arbor against Michigan. That feels like a Rose Bowl game, and it'll 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 lose some of it. It'll gain some of it. these rivalries that kind of come and go. Everything else is a mess, which is why. And I understand there's Title IX implications. There's all sorts of legal things in here. But why not just make a carve-out for football and leave Had everything to do else it. the way it was? It was the only way this was going to make sense. Let me ask you a question. When was the last time you sat down and said, I'm going to watch a regular season college basketball game? When was the last time that happened with you? 15 years ago. Again, and guess why? Because they maximized the postseason tournament as the only thing that mattered. College football had one thing going for it that was – 
undeniably different this than is a every different conversation though the reason that it's not gonna, a different conversation for me when it comes down not? to the potential appeal of viewers this is what i'm saying but here's the difference there you can lose 15 basketball games and it doesn't matter you're going to the tournament if right. you lose two football games you're done that's fair but what i'm saying is that like Look, if I know that you're building towards a playoff system that is expanding, you're building towards something that eventually is going to be a top-tier thing, sorry, weeks one through five, the gimmick is over uh, quick. I'm with you quick. on the expansion of the playoff that while it seems because we love playoffs, you, I'm with you're you You're cannibalizing your own regular but season product, especially have, if you're dwindling what was already there. If we still have a field that's eight, that's – Pretty exclusive. You're you're not going to see three win teams in an eight team. No, field. but it's the, the what I'm saying is that the competition, like the math of the competitive value, is not what you're losing risking. What you're losing risking is the experience of the fun of watching something that you like, as opposed to looking at something that you're like, okay, well then what's the point of this? These are two teams that I would not necessarily that'll care change. about playing. In I, I I think that'll come around. It'll be know, weird man. at the beginning. Look, does Ole Miss really care when they're playing Kentucky if instead of they're playing, I don't know, I'm just picking up a team, Arizona? Is there a huge difference there? I, I, I think so, yeah. I eh, do. I think you'll get used to it. I, I, I think the footballness will take care of it. The numbers Everything are too high. You're never going to get it in the routine. It's tough for me, man. It's I'm not sold mm -hmm. on this. Tim Anderson got knocked out, and he just got sat down again. That's coming up next. It's Travis Slee. Yates is in for Slee on 710 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Big CY in for Slee today. Me and DeMarco tomorrow out at Rams camp. So if you got a chance, come on by and uh, watch a little Rams training. I believe it's their last training camp day of the season. And then they yeah. come back up to yes. Thousand Oaks and get ready. Got a game on Saturday, 6 o'clock, mm -hmm. against yeah. the Chargers. Um, then Are you ready, you Trev? And me, the rest of the week. I am ready. I am ready. I, I, I timed it pretty good. So here, here's what's going to happen. Saturday, the game's going to start. We're going to start pregame 4 o'clock. Yes, Em? Uh, yeah. Yep. So I'll be fired up. It'll be great. The game will start. It'll be cool. It's like Rams hell. It's a look. All right. Nobody's playing. And then it's like, yeah, okay, we got to go through two more of these things. And right. then the third preseason game against Denver will end, and then it's on for real. Um, right. I have a question for you guys. I want you guys to guess how many concerts I, mean, I will go to, will have gone to in eight days uh, this Sunday. Well, okay. Since you're asking, I'm guessing it's abnormally high. Yes. And uh, I'm including the Taylor Swift concert. Five. Okay. Uh, I'll guess four. I'm going to three concerts between uh, in the next from eight days from Taylor Swift. So I'm going to see. I saw Taylor Swift. I'm going to see Noah Khan on Friday, and I'm going to go see Maggie Rogers at the Hollywood Bowl on Sunday. So Noah Khan is in the at the Greek Theater 
and Maggie Rogers at the Hollywood Bowl on, on uh, Sunday. You should just try to go to a show every night. I just, should. just see if you can knock out live music. I should text Taylor and see what else is available. <laughs> Speaking of, anybody yeah. heard from him? Uh, Horry yeah. has heard from Apparently him. Apparently, yeah. talks to him every yeah. day. He texts me randomly, like, hey, Besties. man, I heard you're going to be a dad. Congrats. Oh, that's nine. cool. He's like, yeah, I'm just trying to get used to this whole situation i was like hater trav stunningly out of the circle of trust at this point (laughs) (laughs) look i tried out of sight out of mind i tried man what do you want from from me so wait (laughs) since you have the updates what is he doing is he running the farm is he learning the business he's learning ropes yeah he's learning everything about it he's like this is just a a dress you know a change for me so he's like i'm just learning everything i'm busy doing all kinds of stuff it's a huge farm it's 600 acres yeah i mean that's oh that's a mega and he's still performing here and there over there he had, a, he had a gig set up before he'd even left. Yeah. yeah That's how you do it. For high school. That's yeah. how you do That's it. Right. And I saw that he posted. Um, I'm coming back details. to town, yeah. kiddos. <laughs> big L.A. Taylor. Yeah. Big City Tay. That's, that. That's the total. That's so <laughs> the way to do that. You get all sorts of people coming out of the woodwork. It is the Waba Grill Lunch Hour on 710 ESPN. Thanks to our friends at Waba Grill. You've got to try the Waba Grill's new Asian-inspired Boom Boom Taco Trios with your choice of chicken, ribeye, steak, or shrimp. Visit your local Waba Grill location or order online for pickup delivery at wabagrill.com. Wabagrill.com, not Tom, .com. Waba Grill, eat smart, be healthy. Those boom boom tacos. You're so not 2000 the and late, bro. That's what they so say. Good. That song. <laughs> so good. So that good. Was a, that was a line that was great in the song, but never really caught on in real life that I felt like should have. Like, I felt it's like it's time. it was fun to say, bro, you were way 2000 and late, as in not 2008. That's literally the first time I've ever heard that. So I am so exactly that. Where were you yeah. in 2008? I working. This was a big song, dude. <laughs> I, oh, I know that song. Yeah, is that what that's we're the funny about? line of the song. Oh, I don't I'm so 2008, you're so 2000 and late. You know, that's... Sure. Okay. That went way over, Travis. Well, I feel bad now. You know, I could, you know him. Fair. He's a lyrics guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, I like to really... The artistry of the lyrics is very important to me. And thank you for saving that. All right, that would have been very, very embarrassing on my part if nobody in the studio had gotten that. She's your girl. She's got you Well covered. done. Tim Anderson, six games... Uh, Jose Ramirez, three games. Emmanuel Classe, one game for their part in Saturday's brawl between the White Sox and the Guardians, that according to ESPN. Uh, in addition to the three players, uh, Guardians manager Terry Francona gets a game. White Sox manager Pedro Gafal gets a game. And a coach with the Guardians, Mike Sarbaugh, also gets a game. Tim Anderson gets six games and got knocked out. Bad week for Tim Anderson. So loser gets double. If, yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, that's what I'm saying. He got three more for losing. That's tough. Uh, who's the guy who pulled his hammy running away from the fight? Hold on. There was somebody. Eloy Jimenez, right? Yeah, it was Eloy Jimenez. That's that's the funniest he, of wait, the He thing. was trying to get out of the way? Whatever was going on I'm in the melee, he pulled a hammy. That's one of those things you can't like. Guys get hurt in the in the scrum sure. occasionally. That's just bad luck, I guess. But he was getting out of there. I think he was. I mean, I I saw because that's bad. That's bad teammating, right? Well, there. I mean, I think I I think he was just. Mo- it was a moving around situation. All I heard, I'll, I'll solve was the headline. I wasn't really focused on he, Eloy. He seems Jimenez. to be fine. It's not like it's like a long term. Okay. No, but yeah, still, that's like, embarrassing. Um, Edwin Diaz. So there's no. been a lot of great calls in Major League Baseball, right? They're, you know, the Giants win the pennant, and I can't believe what I just saw. And in right. the year of the improbable, the impossible has happened. Well, that's a good one. Tom Hamilton has added this to the uh, lexicon of great baseball play-by-play calls. Here it comes. A swing and a smash to first by the diving Vaughn. Down the right field line. Kicks into the corner. Ramirez on his way to second. Head first slide. Safe and in to score is Jimenez. 
and another hustle double. Right over the bag at first. Now Hosey and Anderson square off. They're fighting. They're swinging. Down goes Anderson. Down goes Anderson. All right, it goes on for a little bit after that, but that he calls the double down the line, slide yeah. in. Oh, they're fighting. They're swinging. Down goes Anderson. It's so good and so succinct and so clean and so vivid in what he's describing that unfortunately for Tim Anderson, this is something that's going to live for a very long time, not only because he got dropped in the middle of the field, but because the call is tremendous. So the, the incredible irony, of course, is that this was the same weekend that Robbie V decided to test Uncle Nolan Ryan and got his was it the anniversary of that? Yes. It was the weekend anniversary. I don't think it was to the day, but that happened whatever amount of years ago this weekend. And people were like, oh, you know, this would have been different if Tim had dropped him. But well, first of all, he didn't. And <laughs> no, second of all, no. like the funny thing is, is that, yeah, that fight kind of completely threw Robin Ventura's career out of the window <laughs> in terms of people that took him seriously as a dude. A lot of people will remember, if you were a college baseball guy, you remember the hitting streak at Oklahoma sure. State. He was a reasonable pro. He ended up even he was managing a good pro. He ended up even managing the White Sox. But like that's what they remember from his career and that's where I almost feel most bad for TA at this point. I am going to look it up and I'll get the Rob Ventura played 15 years professional in the major hitter. He he played a long time in the major leagues, got a lot of hits, was on some very good teams with the White Sox, played with the Dodgers, played with the Mets. It, it, like he he was around for a while and a really good player, but you're right. When you ask a baseball fan, hey, Robin Ventura, go. Oh, you mean the guy that got his head smacked by Nolan Ryan? Robin him? Ventura signs pictures of that moment to this day because it's a healing process for him to be able to get through it. And I don't mean that like so intently, but like that's where it's come. Unavoidable definition. Lean into it, man. Of who if you, you fight, are. If you fight it, it makes it even that's worse. That's what's tough, man. Yeah. Nolan, I've heard this out of Nolan Ryan's mouth. We were sitting around. He told this story, and we asked him about the Robin Ventura situation. He goes, look. I got mm -hmm. they chart in my career. Nolan Ryan pitched like twenty six years or yeah. something crazy like that. In my only three guys ever came out on the mound of me. He goes the first two were Willie McCovey and Dave Winfield. <laughs> so when I saw Robin Ventura coming, I was just glad it was a little guy, not some <laughs> towering brother from the seventies that was definitely going to clean your clock. <laughs> Dave Winfield, not him. And Willie McCovey. My goodness, like I was just glad to see a little guy coming out. Man, Such Dave Winfield and Willie McCovey were monsters. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I heard that. I'm like, that is it, that's that great. Takes yeah. a good story and makes it even better that that's, that uh, is that's how they went for him. All right, the dump is coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. 
All right, Yates. So as the uh, resident soccer person, um, fill me in on how big of an upset this is. The U.S. women's national team eliminated by Sweden on Sunday morning in penalty kicks, and they had to go to review. It was in by the thinnest of margins, and Team USA is out. Reasonably big upset in the context of numbers, larger upset in the context of perception, not that big of an upset in the context of actual soccer. This team wasn't that good, not that well coached. The rest of the world is caught up in a lot of different ways. That is not a problem, not a problem for the point of the game, a problem for hyper jingoistic nationalist soccer fans who think that the only reason they actually like this team is because they think they're going to win. The rest of the world is pretty good. The tournament has been excellent. The U.S. has just been another team. They didn't play well in any of their matches. No, That's they, why you play the games. Yes. Yeah, they, like, they played you know. pretty poorly. It, it could be coaching. It could be just you know jitters and just it's this new generation of this team. Yeah, and it's going to take some change. The rest of the world has caught up and surpassed. Do not believe that this is going to be the case. You know, like the, the, the tide has changed. That's that's fine. You know what I'm saying? Other teams are good. It happens. It's not quite at USA basketball and level, but what was frustrating too about it is that especially with that last PK. So it was it was. Full, full set of PKs that went to sudden death after that. And that the fact that Alyssa Nea, our goalie, who may be our best goalie in the history of the women's national team, there have been a lot of great goalies in the history, but she is fantastic. She blocked it, hit the bar, and then went in just by the barely. Yeah. Like, she saved their butts on multiple occasions, and I think she deserves credit and for how well she's played. But it's just it is frustrating to see them lose just because they have – of what we're used to. Is the World Cup every three or four years? Four. four. Every same, four. For the, same as the men. They've won four total, which is the most. There's been nine yes. totals. So. There's there's something deeply, deeply disappointing when you have to wait that long for it to come around again. Yeah. And, and that's what makes it so much they fun. That's why the stakes are so. Yeah, but, but again, the Olympics is not the World the, Cup, right? The issue here is the American exceptionalism in terms oh, of no, like, no, no. if you knew I, anything about the I'm soccer. I'm not even talking about I know, the American yeah, I'm this, like, yeah, like But they, if you have a team that's in the mix oh, and, yeah. you get, and you flame out or you lose and you got to wait another four years for it to I come mean, around again. Germany. Mul- Ger- Germany out, uh, like multiple top 20 teams out. A couple of debutantes made it through the knockouts. Yeah, it's just been a you know changing of the tide. That's Canada's also out too. Canada Olympic champions who's got the favorite. Bounced. Who's who's Japan? I know Japan's the next favorite. Good. Yeah, Japan's probably going to win this thing. Yeah, right. right. just like they beat the U.S. in twenty eleven. Better luck four years from now. Yeah, ladies. Hey. Yeah, last. They, they win it all the time. It's fine. They're new new blood. New blood. New blood is always exactly. good. Um, Philadelphia, Philadelphia Phillies fans gave Trey Turner a standing ovation while he was up to bat in an attempt to rouse him out of what has been more or less a season-long slump. He hits a home run, his first home run uh, with people on base in Philly in quite some time. <laughs> it's just that is so not on brand for Philly. Their whole thing is booing Santa Claus right. and Mike Schmidt that they said, hey, let's give this guy a little love. That's and it kindness. worked. Pretty, pretty, pretty unbelievable. And also one of those deals where – Dodger fans, you're looking at that like, okay, that one, that one wasn't bad. Guy goes into a season-long slump and he's out of here. That's okay. That one was pretty good. The Corey Seager one, not is so, not good. so. But he gets hurt all the time. Mm. Anderson, though, yeah. I mean, they had well, a great season. Maybe, yeah. We're we're seeing it again, right? They what all the guys they got, whether Lynn and Kelly, uh, Rosario, who else am I forgetting? Um, Yarborough, yeah. That maybe I'm forgetting another guy. To Kike Kelly, uh, Kike Kelly, they. None of those guys were particularly expensive. 
And really, without exception, they've all come over here and performed better than they were in sure. the other place. This is one of the weird things that some teams have and other teams do not. The Angels get a guy, they almost always go worse. Right. The Dodgers get a guy, they almost always It doesn't mean, though, that when better. guys leave the Dodgers, they go bad. Which is Not what, always. Yeah, which is what the interesting part is. Yeah. N- not always, but they, I don't – is it coaching? Is it development? Is it just being around other winning or players? Or some guys just don't want to be there. Shouts to Erod, who loves Detroit. I have no problem with that, by the way. I just thought that – I actually thought that was a big of, this big of a window into what the Dodgers are doing as anything else. That guy looks at the team and was like, I'm not moving. You know what I'm saying? Like, like sure, it'd be great, but, like, I see your pitching situation. I see where I live. I see what I got. I don't want to actually do that. That, that was a fair decision, in my opinion. That, that, that's fine. I yeah. mean, but it's it's just interesting to me that Kike Hernandez was having a terrible year. Nobody can get him out. Ahmed yeah. Rosario, they got him for Noah Oh, Ahmed Rosario is blown up. And he's been killing the ball. Yeah. Some guys just need different situations. I say this all, all the time. A lot of guys are better players on good teams than they are on bad teams. This is this is a part of it. And that sometimes even goes for elite players. Mid-level players, if you've got the right chemistry, it's a lot easier to get up to up to up to speed and up to snuff. Couple of big birthdays today. Mike Trout turns 32 years old today. Does anybody in this room know the sound of Mike Trout's voice? <laughs> oh! Oh! It is a final. It is so uh, hi, funny that he has gone from unequivocally the best player in baseball for the better part of 10 years to a guy that's kind of look people kind of side eye the guy now. yeah it, it that happened it, and by the way not unfair i've not, been telling not, that not, joke for six not, seasons by the way not unfair six seasons i do know the sound of mike trout's voice he sounds like a guy from new jersey he sounds like a dude from new jersey <laughs> that's is that what he sounds like <laughs> It's a great time to use but that. it he got he went from hey man this sucks they can't find him to you know you're part of the problem that happened in a hurry no comment why? Because I've believed this for a long time. The guy doesn't care. And, you Hard know, to argue there's, the there's, cer- there's certain, there's part of me that believes, I don't want to say there's a certain obligation, but he got to coast on that a lot longer than I think he should have in terms of, oh my God, Major League Baseball can't make Mike Trout a star. Mike Trout never wanted to no, be a star. No, he didn't want to be a star. That, that's one and thing. And that was always the argument. There was some weird, like people who don't watch baseball, but who just like to show up and claim they like baseball in order to be able to diss it, would always use Mike Trout as an example. And I'm like, no. An example of what? An example of what MLB was doing wrong with marketing their stars. And it was like, <laughs> bro, Mike Trout is not your example for no, that. You want that guy. You want that, Julio Rodriguez. That These guy, the right. They were like, well, he's the best player. They should be the biggest star. I'm like, no, just because he's a white guy who's got big, broad shoulders doesn't mean he's automatically going to be a movie he's star. He's a stiff. Yes. He's a stiff. In every sense and, of the and, word. And he doesn't want to be right. front and center. Exactly. That's just so the I'm way glad that people rolls. have come around to reality. Wayne Knight turns 68 years old today. We're going to Oregon? No. No. It's Newman. Oh, that's who Newman is. What am I thinking of? N- Newman is hello. I Jerry. I didn't realize I for whatever reason. I th- okay, I'm not gonna say something out of turn. I didn't realize that guy was still with us. But Wayne Knight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, he's turning 68 today. Good for him. Al- also, in a very famous movie that you both have seen, Jurassic you- Park. Nope. Well, that's the one I've seen him in because he gets popped on the Clinton, I guarantee popped you've on the seen can. this movie and tried to I guarantee you his performance you isn't better than Jurassic Park, where, where he got? gets eaten on a toilet. <laughs> he is in the original Space Jam. With Michael oh, Jordan. Oh, is he really? Yeah. yeah, he's the guy that works for the minor league baseball team. Fun fact, that was not a movie I ever saw in the movie theater when I was a kid. I was a little too old, and I just didn't think it was cool. I didn't see that movie until I was like in college. I saw Later. it because Jim was so in it. I would have Jim, never remembered Jim that. Jim has Jim a has very a brief role in it. Yeah. in it. And when yeah. he went to shoot it and everything, we got to right. go be a part of that. Nice. So I remember when it came out. I remember seeing it. I, did, I don't remember... Wayne Knight's part. His he's part- also in uh, Toy Story 2. He's the Oh, he's uh, the Al. bad guy. He's yeah, Al's he's toy Al. barn. Yeah. That's right. I mean, he's great in Jurassic Park. Let's not skip over <laughs> that. Okay. 
He's got six. I mean, you know, Sam Jackson there. Hold on to your butts. Fantastic David stuff. Duchovny turned 63. Sidney Crosby, 36. Charlize Theron, 48 years old today. I almost gave her Where does David – I feel like Mace knows the answer to this. Where on the globe does David Duchovny live? Like, where is his – Here. Right, but like where in Los Angeles does he live? Venice Beach, California. Really? I would. Yeah. He sounds like a really? Silver Lake yeah. guy to so me. So I might no, run he's in. He's Venice. So Beach. we could run into David Duchovny. Yeah, I used to when I used to do a lot of yoga. See, at, this, uh, the force is strong. I knew on, I asked Mace for on a Main Street. Uh, it was him and Gary Shandling regular doing. Uh, this is the yoga. Gary really? Back well, in the day. Yeah, well, well on, on Shandling's show, he had a great loop. He Shandling would come over to Duchovny, and Duchovny was married at the time. To Taya Leone. Right. But he would openly flirt with Gary to make Gary think he was gay. Like, Gary would come over and Duchovny would I mean, walk out in a bathrobe with nothing on underneath and then cross his legs. And, and Shanley's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm nothing. I'm relaxing. This is how I relax. Duchovny, you know. It was very funny. He's gone funny. through his stuff. That's I had funny. no idea where he lived, but if you would have given me a guess, I would have said somewhere on the west side for yeah. sure. Yeah, he's a west okay. side yeah. for okay. sure. Yeah. For right. sure. I'm glad so I asked. Silver Lake feels about right, too. Yep. Yeah, a yeah, bit you're of there. A hipster vibe. Let's do a little super crosstalk. Good to see you guys again. I, I didn't know what to do with for myself with 1 to 112 for really? last week or yeah, so. Yeah, like, what? Did you go anywhere? Nowhere. You just hung no, out. So did we, Bergman. Bergman we, was off last week, and he didn't go anywhere. We staycationed. I got my new girl from your man, uh, Henrik. Oh, oh how'd it work out? Nice. Wonderful. Has good. it been put to use yet? It has been put to use thrice since it went Oh, thrice. way to go. I so, love yeah. a good thrice. That was <laughs> yeah. a dynamite drop in. Yeah, it was good. No, I played golf a couple of times, went to a couple of Dodger games, went to San Diego. So just a little uh, knock around town vacay. Okay, so let me tell you the sentence that I told Travis earlier, and I want to know your thoughts on this. I said, season to episode one of Winning Time, to me, was a better product than almost all of season one. I hmm. thought it felt more refined. I thought that also the part of history that it exists in is a better portion of the storytelling cut, if you will, of stake that there is. I loved it. It felt like, oh, we've finally got a show that's matured into something that isn't just sort of, here's some goofy hyper caricature and whatever. I thought the storytelling was great. I, I was instantly back in. After watching it, and I didn't even love season one that much. I liked it. I didn't love it, but this I was like, oh, okay, all right. I kind of forgot about this roller coaster, and they did a good job. I thought it was really well done. I loved it. Uh, I, you know, I, I have had a chance to see the whole series. I thought um, the mono- I, I have What's the rule here? Are you guys talking about stuff or not we're, talking well, about? We're, we're, not, we're, we're discussing it thematically. We mention the word yeah. monopoly because we I thought sure. that yes. was the highlight. That was a good scene. That was a good scene. That was a really, really good scene. Yes. Doctor <laughs> Bus. Uh, and the can you do a spoiler kids. for something that happened 35 years <laughs> well, ago? Yeah, I mean, the depiction matters. Yeah. yeah, but in in fairness, like I talked to uh, Alex Borstein, he says, "Well, that never really you did mean you happen. mean Max, Max Borstein? Yeah. That never really did happen, except in our heads. So it's kind of not that it's the history of it, yeah. but." that this is sort of where the the threads come together to tell a story. And he doesn't know of a specific Monopoly night. He knows that they played a lot of Monopoly. He knew that was a game. So this is what he extrapolated in sure, his that's head. that's artistic license I yeah, can deal with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. John, exactly. what did you think of the first episode? I have to be a little careful here because I, I know all the actual people who are being depicted, and none of them are happy. Okay. Um, and so... 
you know, of, of course, Jerry West is the most famous one. Jerry, sure. You know, he, is he like, stole the Supreme Court? Or yeah, he was like threatening legal action. They turned his character way back up again. In so, the I mean, episode. I know John, I know Jim, I know Jeannie, I know Jerry. And so I try and put myself in their shoes to say, well, if somebody did a, a movie about 710 and they depicted me completely different from how I see myself, how would I react to that? Having said that, it's so fun to watch. I mean, yeah. they just, they, they, uh, the Mason and I talk about this a lot. The guys they got to play Magic Unreal. and Kareem, the casting is unbelievable. I mean, you, you forget 10 minutes in that this guy, Quincy Isaiah, is not Magic Johnson. He looks like him, he talks like Smiles him. Smiles like so, him. Yeah. I, I mean, and, and the guy who plays Kareem, Mason, I know he's been on your podcast, yes, Solomon, Solomon Hughes. Solomon Hughes, great. He's it, my favorite character. I, I, I just can't it was like I I don't know if you guys saw the movie Bombshell but 10 minutes into the movie Bombshell Charlize Theron had convinced me that she was Megan Kelly. I forgot that it right. wasn't right. Megan Kelly. That's what I get with the Magic and Kareem. And characters. I think what's what's good about that too is that this is what I meant by the show has grown up a little bit. All of a sudden it didn't feel like this was some documentary competing with other documentaries which right. it was when it was released. It's like, "Oh no, this is its own universe even though it's sort of like the cartoon version of the Lakers." That that's okay. Like I'm not I don't know, I'm not drawing conclusions about people that I didn't already kind of have like it it feels like it's it's just in a better place as a presentation in season two than I it was in season I think that happens a lot of the time with a TV series yeah. where you get to season two and everybody sort of settles into a groove, production company and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, the one thing I love is, thank you, the one, <laughs> Jorge, the one thing I love about this is from a technical perspective, sometimes it's in 35 millimeters. Sometimes I do like that. It's in, the, the flipping between cool. video and old school, and it feels yeah, like it, it was fades, made in the 80s, yeah. and it fades a little bit. Like that that, that technique. They've gotten better at it. Yeah, I, I really like good. that. So here, I loved season one. You guys know how much I liked it. Mm -hmm. I'm still in on season two. I'm excited to see what happens next. I did not love last night's episode. Mm, for, I, what, I, for what reason? There were so many things going on in it. and i'm talking a little bit mates like i like the different uses of different type of films to kind of denote different time periods. Right, i right. like that there was and i know that they've done this in the first season but it seemed excessive in this the breaking of the fourth wall boy you the, you have a, an issue with that right the, that's not your no. jam it's not my favorite thing but done strategically i don't mind it but the jerry bus character does it the magic character mm -hmm. does it the cookie character does it like there's a lot of people doing it you had the one scene after magic's knee injury where his knees talking to him i'm like okay I, I just i didn't hate it but it just felt like there was so much stuff in it that was pulling me out of the story itself there was like inner monologues through a lipstick kiss on a knee brace like this Although is it, bizarre what, what i kind of like about that is it makes us forget that this was potentially the end of a career. Like, yeah. this this is his knee yeah. and him having a conversation really about well maybe it being over. I thought it was magic. really well done. And this is, we, we talked about this on the show and we disagreed in the sense that, like, I remember the first season being far more camp and, like, actually borderline ridiculous. This felt like they put a little thought into at least the time. Was there that much? And I know that there was a lot throughout the series, but it just seemed like that episode last night well, yeah, was, was really it was loaded a, up with it that was kind a, of it stuff. Was a big it was a big boy, you know, a big boy meal premiere. So, like, yeah. <laughs> 
yeah. But I, 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 that's what I mean by refined in terms of storytelling. It, it didn't feel out of place within the universe that it had already created for me in season two, episode one. I think that probably is closer I'm, to look, what I'm saying. I'm yeah. anxiously awaiting Sunday afternoon next week. I want to see it again. But I, uh, I was incredibly enthusiastic going in last night. Kind of left me a little, okay. little short. Hmm. All right. A little short. Hmm. John, what? did you like it despite knowing the characters themselves? Yeah, I like the show a lot. Um, but I have to be, again, careful because my phone will ring and someone over there will say to me, how can you go on the air and say you like that show? They're making fun of all of us yeah. and we hate it. Yeah. So I, I, with that corollary... <laughs> I will say that I, I just think it's really fun to watch. I was a huge fan of those Laker teams. I love going back and visiting that era. Yes, for love sure. seeing yeah. the uniforms. Love seeing the forum. Yes. Love the Larry seeing... Bird guy is like oh, he's dead on the money. That, that guy is the superstar. The casting is what jumps out at me as being exceptional. Yes. Um, I, I just think that, and, and if you're going to do that, you need to nail Magic and Kareem, and they just, they beyond nailed it. Yeah. I, I, I can't imagine finding any two people on earth better than the two people they found. No, they, it, it's it is, perfect. It is stunning. It's perfect. I, it's the, Kareem, that dude, I mean, I covered Kareem at the end of his career and have known him ever since. Mace did a Q&A with him out at his theaters. That dude sounds like Kareem, yep. walks like Kareem. He's got the intensity of Kareem, too. Um, intensity is a good way to describe <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. I, I love the way that they don't back off by how, of, of how dominant Kareem was. I love yeah. the, the practice where Kareem and Magic got in the fight. Now, oh, so again, good. my reservation is... Now, is that in the that Perlman ever, book? I've got it. The Perlman book, it, it, the, the Perlman book is factual. Winning time is made No, up. no, I'm talking about that specific game. Was there ever a game between Magic and Kareem I mean, where they took up sides? Yeah, they, I'd have to, I don't know I'd have to go back and read it, but I doubt it because they take they take incredible liberties in winning time. I, they I've, just make, like, you know, in season one when Jerry West is curled up in a ball. In his in underwear. And, and once you're willing to do that, I think that that tells me you're willing to bend the truth to however, whatever narrative you want the story to be. A couple of, number one, the Larry Bird character is going to be amazing. Yeah, because he's not only does he look like Bird, he's got Bird energy. And it wasn't until the very end of the episode last night where they show him take a jumper. It's like not only does he look like Larry Bird, he shoots the ball the like cadence, Larry Bird. Yeah, it's speaking just, cadence as well. Everything about the production from the casting and the costuming and everything is just spot on. Yeah, and I love going back to that era. I love seeing the Acatillo Lounge and yeah. you know, like the one thing about the Monopoly scene that you guys were talking about, I. Uh, I got to know Dr. Buss pretty well. I never saw that anger in him, ever. I ne I mean, I, I saw him get disappointed. I saw him get mad. I saw him get tough. I never saw him MF anybody, yeah. let alone his own kids. Um, Even Red Auerbach. Yeah, I don't... I Like, Red, I think he would just... Red would... And I, and I, I think they were both kind of... You, you have a TV show, so Chickless has to go hard as Red. Chickless yeah. is so good. They, have to, really good. they have to elevate the argument. And, uh, and, and so it's... What it was is it's very loosely based on what actually happened but i love going back to that era yeah and seeing I, I it feel, all. And I, again i feel like like that's that's a caveat but like it's entertaining in its own right at this and stage. that's the goal they've and that's what they're trying to do universe yeah. like you know what i mean and that's that's cool to me now let me ask i i ran into tyler before the show uh -huh. and emily i want to ask you what i asked him you saw taylor swift on what night saturday saturday night did it meet 
exceed or fall below expectations? Exceed. Exceed. I didn't think it could no, exceed you your expectations. You for her expectations know, in particular. Correct. Did you guys know she had never seen Taylor live before? Oh, no. I did know no, that. No, I've okay. seen her once before. I did not realize in oh, this was your first trip. In what way, M, did it exceed your... Because your expectations were through the roof. I, for yeah. people who don't know, I asked Emily a couple weeks ago, how much money would I have to give you for me to give you your tickets? And she said, no amount. Right. And I, I said, no, well, that's dumb. I could give you a billion dollars. <laughs> and, and she said, no, I, I'm, I'm, my heart's set on this. My family's coming out. My sisters are going. And for you to be that keyed up for it and that excited about it and for her to exceed expectations almost never happens. So how I, did she exceed them? I think it's the bigness of it all. It's the idea of like just how... Obviously, I've never been to this concert, and I've been to concerts before, but just the feeling of how, just the manifestation of how big it is, right. the performance, the amount of people there, the community that you can have, the people around you, that kind of stuff exceeded my expectation of just, the. I didn't know how emotional I would feel, her singing specific songs, her coming out, and all that stuff. It's just, all of that stuff, just, it felt very big and emotional in some ways, and I think that's what exceeded my expectations. Um, I was exhausted. Are you still going back on Wednesday? I actually am not anymore. Okay. I, uh, I'm, I'm exhausted. I was exhausted watching it. <laughs> yeah, so it sounded like your weekend was Disneyland just very packed. Kickball playoff game. Well, Taylor she's, Swift show, she's got people, Ram show. She's got yep. people in town. Yeah. So, I mean, when you got people in town, you always feel so, like you got to keep them entertained. Were they right? wearing those colored wristbands, the ones that light up? and? Yeah, so they're actually in the cup holders. So when you go sit down in your seat, they're in the cup holders, and so they light up during um, – during parts of the um, performance, so they, they'll do like shapes and forms and stuff, and then uh, so it's, it's really cool. It's a really cool light show part of it. Yeah. Okay. So, so you're I going tonight. Cool, yeah. I'm I'm going to, I have a yeah. question because you know M gave us her whole breakdown as to what her day was, how mm-hmm. she got there. You know, a man, a gentleman of distinction like yourself, yeah. Mace. I'd like to know how you are. You yeah. Are you going would, home? How are you yeah, doing? How are first. you doing okay. this today? Uh, so doing the show, uh, going home. Uh, Juan will be ready along with our friends Morgan and Sarah. Okay, so um, four-person team. We will leave at about 5.30, I think. Does that seem right, If you're right, okay Emily? with not seeing openers. I don't care about yeah, Haim, yeah. and I don't yeah. care about <laughs> then, then you'll be like the daughter. Who were those, in the band. It wait, doesn't wait, Emily, were those two in the, the, It's J.J. Abrams' daughter yeah. is the yeah, opening Yeah, and she's supposed opening. to be pretty good. Did you catch the openers? I caught, I caught both. I was there, like, at 4.30. Okay. So I was there right. when those, okay, so well, you're not doing Because my friends wanted that. to buy merch. I, I yeah. understand you're, I wouldn't have been there if my friends didn't want to buy merch. Right. So you were there, and then did she did she actually go till almost midnight? Uh, yeah, it was probably like 11, 42. I think there's a noise ordinance that says she has to get out by midnight. Yeah, yeah. she ignored that up in Did San you hear her MS tips where, on where, when you hit the men's room? Where is your parking as well is another question. Yeah. I have a decent parking spot. Always, what, what always a fair question going, uh, I, going to SoFi. What's that? Where, what section is it in? Because apparently orange. Okay. Oh, that's All where right. she was. Yeah. She yeah. said orange. she was out in orange 25 is, minutes. Orange is really good, good Which is orange a is miracle getting out of there. That place is tough. By the way, Emily, I heard you say that you're going to the Hollywood Bowl. What night are you doing that? Sunday, uh, Maggie Rogers. Okay, have you been to the Hollywood Bowl before? Uh, three times. Okay, so yes. what I tell people who come to California, like Clinton, you moved here from back east. Yeah. Um, that is one of my top three quintessential L.A. experiences. Yes, okay. Go to the Hollywood Bowl in the summer. It, that's a key prepositional phrase at the end. <laughs> in the summer, because it is, you're just sitting there, and at some point, the acoustics are great, the weather's normally great, and you're at some point sitting there thinking about all the people who've come, like the Beatles played at the Hollywood Bowl. And they have somehow been able to keep it modern without making it 
like a big industrial park. Yeah. So it's still got the same shape, the same look. You can go sit way up high if you want. You can go down low in the boxes. It is, I put that and Dodger Stadium as absolute must-dos if you come to Do LA. you realize that the Hollywood Park, or not Hollywood Park, the uh, Hollywood Bowl is always open? It's it's a you public. Walk in, you can yeah. walk like in anytime you right. want. Right, exactly. You can walk in. You can you can look around. You can see really? what it's like to I see. Didn't a know show. That. Yeah, it's a it's a viewed as a public park. If you are looking for a restroom break during the Taylor Swift show, she has three specific moments mapped Tremendous out. So just, oh, uh, Tremend- I can tell you, it's the all too well <laughs> song, the one Justin. she sings about uh, Jake Gyllenhaal oh, wow. stealing his, her sweater. It's like, list. oh my god, ten minutes <laughs> long. Where are you sitting? Where are you sitting? Uh, <laughs> this is no by the way Juan says this is like one of the highlights of the show is the song about the sweater and Jake Jill is it for you yeah I thought it was really powerful it was really great but then really tolerated is also a good Easy. one really powerful that's a cause Tre- treacherous uh, Emily how really long did you get powerful. out Took me 30 minutes from my seat to le- on the freeway. That's not bad at all. No, that's no. good. I've I've had a Ram game where I have not moved for an hour. Easy. Easy. Yeah. Easy. That's kind of, if you get out in less than an hour, that's a great, but you, to your point, I, I think I mentioned this, when I do the post-game show at Hollywood Park Casino. So I walk over to HPC, do the show. When I'm leaving, two hours after the game has ended, there's still a line of cars coming mm, out. No kidding. So mm, wow. Mace, it, I got to know, never where, where are you sitting? Are you sitting in box seats? Are, are you, you sitting in your football star? seats? Are you in your no, football not seats? sitting in the football ask. seats. That's okay. what I wanted to know. I, I was able to buy them because I had the football seats, but no. There's like a pad out in the middle, kind of like this diamond-shaped or square. I, I'm right by the, the pad. Is that a good spot to be on the floor? On the floor, yeah, that's gonna be good. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Are you gonna write the number thirteen on your hand? Uh, no, but I do have a friendship bracelet ready. You ready for to go? Tonight. Ready yeah. to rock. You're ready to go. Exactly. Super Cross Talk is brought to you by <laughs> In and Out Burger. In and Out—that's what a hamburger is all about. See you from Rams Camp tomorrow.